power of information. The freedom to talk about it. With New York Attitude. Talk Radio 77 WABC. To the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great, great pleasure to bring in distinguished Florida Senator Rick Scott, former governor of Florida, one of the authors of the Florida Miracle, I might add. There's a string of good governors down there. Anyway, Governor Senator Senator Scott, welcome to the show. Larry, it's always great to see you. Uh, you know, listen, um, you had texted me, uh, you know, what are the couple of things to do to help the banking system? And I didn't really respond, but I'm glad you're on the show. We can talk a little bit about that. One of the things that I don't want, uh, I'm sure you, I think you'll agree, is I don't want to bail out $7 trillion of deposits, insured and uninsured, because of the issue of what's called moral hazard, where if you right. if you know the government is going to backstop your every move, you're going to do stupid, high-risk, dumb things. Why not? Right. No. So I, I, Why not? If you have no risk, if you have no risk, right? If, and it's just like what Powell did. First off, what he did with the interest rates kept them down forever. You had no no. You should buy everything then. I mean, that's what it's. He's caused. He's been part of the cause of the inflation. But this idea that that they're going to bail out anybody that makes a mistake. It is your job to figure this out. We know that the federal government only guarantees two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And by the way, it's not fair to taxpayers. On top of the fact that the moral hazard. I mean, why does somebody that's doing the right thing have to pay for somebody that goes and does the wrong thing? That's exactly what happens here. I think that's one of the biggest reasons. You know, we've been watching um, Biden's polls. Now, polls are just polls and they're not votes, but they're kind of tracking things. And Biden, uh, since last Sunday, Senator Scott, uh, March 12th, when the decision was made to bail out, actually it's two Sundays ago, to bail out. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank um, and Signature Bank. But since then, Biden's polls have dropped seven points in overall favorability and economic favorability. In fact, his economic numbers are barely, uh, I think it's about 31. So I think your point, I mean, I don't think voters or taxpayers, they're watching this with horror. They don't want to be on the hook for the kind of taxes that would happen if we bail everybody out. You, and by the way, we can't. We don't have enough. We're, we're already we already have thirty one and a half trillion dollars worth of debt, right? We, we're we're we are in a we are a debt ceiling crisis right now. If you look at his budget, he's talking about as much as three trillion dollars worth of deficits. It's going to be one point four trillion this year. So a guy can't live within his means. He will pay for everybody's everything because he thinks he can because it's your money, I guess. I mean, this is crazy. And by the way, the Federal Reserve, think about this. I think the other thing that's going on is that people are fed up with Jay Powell and Janet Yellen because mm-hmm. they just say, now, these are the same people that told me tra- inflation was transitory. And I watched my gas go up and my food go up. So these guys are telling me that, oh, the banking system's safe. Well, what in the living daylights were you guys doing then? All right. So, they, I mean, they, there's no credibility anymore with Biden or the, his team. It's not good for the country. Limitless government. As a former businessman and a former CEO, uh, you know something about this. Yellen, I don't understand. One day she says we will bail them out. Then the next day she says we won't. Then the third day, literally Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this past week, she says, yes, we will. Um, The federal commission meetings called FSOC. God knows what they decided to come up with yesterday. It isn't clear. But, I mean, you're right. I don't think people have any confidence. And I think you're right. 
People don't have any confidence in Jay Powell either at the Federal Reserve. No, think about this. 2008 banking crisis. We bailed out everybody and their brother. Okay, Was anybody, did you hear of one person at the Federal Reserve held accountable? Mm-hmm. One person at FDIC held accountable? No. As Jay Powell said, or Janet Yellen said, you know what? We made a mistake here. We should have caught this, and this is what we're going to do differently. Have they said that, or have they said we've looked at all the other banks and nobody has this problem? No, they haven't said that. They said just trust us. You know, just like the inflation thing, just trust us. There's no problem here. So this is wrong. I, I have a bill that says we're going to get an independent inspector general at the Federal Reserve. Mm. I mean, think about this. Federal Reserve uh, doesn't have an independent inspector general. When you run a company, you get independent auditors. Mm. They report to the board, not to the CEO. The, the, the Congress is the board. Mm. They sh- we should have independent in, inspectors. So you know what? If I want to ask a question, I don't have to ask the person that Jay Powell appointed. I can ask somebody independent of Jay Powell. That was appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and get better information. You know, we got to start having that accountability. Well, I agree 100%. Jay Powell has said the Fed will investigate, but you know, <laughs> an independent IG would probably be a better idea. But the yeah. other, the other thing is, out there in California with Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic and some others that are on on the edge, uh, you had the San Francisco Fed run by this Mary Daly who was a Janet Yellen protege. She's a very left-wing, she's a PhD, but she's a left-wing, big climate change, big, you know, uh, diversity person. Anyway, they didn't do their job, Senator Scott. That's the problem, I think. And and it has come out. I mean, a lot of the the supervisory part of this was never done. The examination, they knew some of the issues, but they never did anything about it. And I think that's kind of the mystery that should be solved. And, And, Larry, what are these banks sitting on the boards of the regional Federal Reserve that's supposed to regulate the banks. Mm. Doesn't that sound a little odd? Well, they've always had banks on the Fed board. I mean, I, I grew I up in the should. Federal Reserve. But, well, that might, that might be true. That may be a conflict I mean, of interest. You're going to go regulate your buddy? Mm. You know, the person you go out and have dinner with? I don't know. Come on. I mean, you can't you, – that's why we have to have independence – here we have the independent, independent boards. We have to have – I mean, it's no different than what we did with corporations. We forced them to have independent boards from the CEO. Mm. We've got to do the same thing here. We've got to have independence here where so, – so the p- people that are going to regulate something are not going to dinner with you every night. You know, <laughs> it's a good point. Well, I think somebody should look at that, actually. <laughs> Maybe you want to restructure the Fed. I'm not against that. I'm just saying it's always been the case. But, I mean, I think – when you read reports, and, and look, information is scarce so far, but when you read reports about this, uh, the bank examiners out there in the San Francisco Fed were aware of the asset and liability mismatch and the, you know, they owned the uh, duration uh, interest problems with the long-term bonds and some of the bad loans, but they never did anything about it, Senator. That's the part that calls me. They knew about it, or at least they knew enough about it. But then you read stuff, they didn't act on it. They didn't force the banks to change, or they didn't throw the CEO out and the board out, which is what they should have done. Now, that there should be solved. You should take the leadership in that. You should go after that. What the hell happened? Why didn't they do this? You would have done it in your company. Yeah, Larry, we're going to get accountability here. Mm -hmm. Okay, We're going to get an independent inspector general. But look who's going to get hurt. 
taxpayers are going to bail out these and doing all these. This is going to be a bailout. Taxpayers are going to pay for it. That's one. Mm-hmm. Number two, look at what's happened to our community and regional banks. Money's moving out of them, mm-hmm. which means if you don't know Jamie Dimon, if you don't know one of the big bank CEOs, you're not getting a loan. I mean, the, the, what's going to happen is all the, these banks are going to be smaller. These uh, community and regional banks will be smaller. So now you want to get started. And you know you know you knew your local banker, but how are you ever going to get to know Jamie Dimon? You're not. Hmm. So it's going to hurt our regional. It's going to hurt our economy. I mean, what what they're doing is, but this money is moving out because people don't get comf- they're not comfortable that Jay Powell and Janet Yellen are doing their job. They just have they have oh the nice words with nothing behind it. Well, you know what? You are apocryphal. There's a Bloomberg article out. Today or late yesterday, Senator Scott, U.S. bank deposits declined by most in nearly a year. Deposits fell more than $98 billion, and the decline is entirely due to a slump at smaller U.S. banks. Bank deposits fell $98 billion to $17.5 trillion, blah, blah, blah. Deposits at small banks slumped $120 billion. While those, oh, you'll love this, while those for the 25 largest firms rose by 67. So deposits are migrating from the smaller banks, probably because they figure they won't get bailed out, and they're going to the big bank because they're too big to fail. Now, that's a very weird banking system uh, for a free country like ours. Well, think about it this way. A kid like me growing up with no money, I had to go to the banks to get a loan. I I bought my first business, a donut shop. There was a local bank that knew me well enough to lend me the money. Hmm. They won't be there. I'll have to say, hell, how do I get to know Jamie Dimon? Gosh, hmm. that's going to be hard. I'll never get the loan. I'll never get started in business. That's what's going to happen. We're going to ruin the community banking system because Jay Powell and Janet Yellen won't do their job. Hmm. When you were governor of Florida, I mean, you, so you uh, oversaw whatever it's called, the Florida Banking Department or whatever yep. the regulators call. What was that like? Well, you, I, I believe in accountability. Here's what I did. I be, in Florida, I believe in complete transparency. So I said, put the information out so everybody makes a decision. Mm. By the way, shouldn't our depositors know a little bit more about what's going on here? Mm. I mean, every let's let's live in transparency. Mm. I mean, let's figure out what everybody's doing. So what what I did is we held people accountable. Is it fun? No, it's not fun. It's not fun to say. You know, we're going to have to hold you accountable because you didn't do your job. But you guess what? You decide not to do your job. The people at the Federal Reserve, they're the ones who starts with Jay Powell. And if Jay Powell's not going to hold anybody accountable, he can't have his job. How can if you're if you're a CEO and says, I just want to be liked by everybody, you will fail. Mm. OK, you've got to hold people accountable and people that don't do their job. It's no fun. You have to get rid of them, but you got to get rid of them. They made that decision. Hold people accountable. You know, that's such an important point. I was just thinking while you were saying this, so Powell had his uh, press conference this past week, you know, and the whole world watches, at least the whole financial world. Right. And yep. he's, he's up there babbling about we're going to raise rates, we're not going to raise rates, inflation. He, he never says anything clearly. But what he should have said is what you just said, how he's going to take the bull by the horns and find out immediately, like in two weeks, let's say, Exactly what went wrong at the San Francisco Fed and the uh, you know Silicon Valley Bank. That I mean, that's I think that's what I'm just going to call them typical families. Um, that's what they want to hear. What the hell went wrong? Because if they're going to find, they're going to pay for it. So they'd like to know 
Or why did the big shots and the well-connected get covered and we don't get covered? That So what happens here? U.S. deposits declined by most in a year, almost 100 billion deposits, left small banks, went to the big banks. People are not stupid. But that's what Jay Powell should do. You're exactly right. Somebody should say that. You know what? I'm going to say that on my TV show. I'm going to go and rail about it. He should have talked about that. I'm sorry to take your time up, but you're a good friend. You and I think a lot alike. Yes. You know what? You've got to acknowledge there's a problem. First off, he needs to acknowledge, hey, we screwed up. You know we would be we would be more comfortable. You're always more comfortable if somebody says, "Hey, I screwed up, and this is what I'm going to do to fix it." Hmm. You get that? I but do. No responsibility, none. Mm-hmm. Come on. My bad. He could have said that. My bad, but he didn't. Yeah. Senator, you got another couple minutes. We got to take a break. I want to talk to you about some other things, some spending okay. discussions, and also some politics. Please stay with us. You're so great, folks. Rick Scott is a friend of mine, so uh, it's a delight to have him on the show. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick commercial break, then come back to get Senator Scott's wisdom. Larry Kudlow. Now back to the Larry Kudlow Show. The power of information. The freedom to talk about it. With New York Attitude. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking to Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Senator Scott, um... Big story broke yesterday, editorial in the Wall Street Journal today. The real cost of the so-called misnamed Inflation Reduction Act is actually $1.2 trillion. This is so interesting. Uh, Goldman Sachs says the uncapped tax credits will cost three times what Democrats claim. That bill was scored. I call it the Joe Manchin bill. That bill was scored as about $400 billion, a little less than $400 billion. Goldman went through it and said you basically have unlimited, uncapped tax credits for one thing or another. The things, all things that cost $1.2 trillion, $1.2 trillion, which blows the lid off of any phony deficit reduction that Joe Biden is talking about. What a joke. I mean, think about it. Just in the first two years of Biden, $1.2 trillion for supposedly infrastructure, but it's just a one Green mm. New Deal, mm. okay? They got they, the $155 billion, you know, that has, has no accountability but something to do with guns, $280 billion on a CHIPS bill to give people companies like Intel $4 billion to build something they already committed to build and never stop doing business in China. Then you got the Inflation Reduction Act, which is 1.2. You got Omnibus 1.7. Mm. With no, with nobody even reads these things. You don't even, Larry. You realize that these things don't even get read. They, they give us, they give us these bills at the last second, and it's got, it's full of everything under the sun. But omnibus was three times the size of the Bible, and we voted and passed it. I voted against it, and, and you know, voted passed it within forty-eight hours. Mm. I mean, you read the Bible, both old and new. I both of them three times in three in two days, right? I no. have, I have read the Bible, I, not for long. I know, but, but I read scripture. Three, I read scripture every now and then when I go to church. <laughs> you do it in two days, three times. No, just make sure you got it. No, I mean this is a. I mean, we wonder why we have thirty-one half trillion dollars of debt. Mm-hmm. We got inflation that's hurting our poorest families. We, I mean, it's it, these deficits are just it's staggering. We don't. And by the way, Larry, we don't even do budgets in mm-hmm. Congress. 
Maybe this year, and the, and the Republican House will do them, but we're not even talking about budget. I'm telling you, this, this is the craziest thing. This is uh, this. These are big numbers. This bill was going to cost in total a uh, little less than a four hundred billion. I mean, it was a climate change bill from day one. Had nothing to do yeah. with inflation. By the way, it's going to cause more inflation because of the spending. And here's Goldman Sachs, which is a center left economics department. I know them very well. The center left department, they're saying it's going to cost $1.2 trillion. And Senator Rick Scott, I got another one for you. The, uh, the center left Brookings Tax Policy Center, now they're not crazy left, they're just center left. That's why I'm just mm-hmm. They priced out uh, the Biden tax increases, um, which were in the inflation reduction bill. Uh, and here, 111 million taxpayers under $400,000 will see tax increases in 2024. In other words, Biden said nobody under 400,000 that here's the center left Brookings tax policy center. 111 million taxpayers uh, will the majority here. Listen to this. The majority of taxpayers making between 31,000 and 400,000 would see tax increases this year. That, by the way, just looking at the quintiles, that is um, 98%, 97.6% will see a tax hike as a result of Biden's bill. Oh, and Larry, on top of that, remember, we got 87,000 more IRS agents to make sure <laughs> you don't mess up on any of your right. taxes. Sure. Right? I mean, this, this, is, this is crazy. I mean, there's – by the way, let me give you a number that will surprise you. What's the population up since pre-pandemic? 2019, the population is up 1.8 percent. From 2019 federal spending to Biden's budget, how much is it up? Oh, God. Population up 1.8 percent. How much do you think? Since 2019? 55 percent. Yeah, I was going to say 45 <laughs> percent. Fifty-five percent. Wow! Like, who in God's green earth is going to pay for this? I just want to read those numbers because, the, again, these are not conservative far-right people. Right. This, is, this is slightly left of center. Goldman Sachs Economics Department and the Brookings policies tax policy. One last one, uh, Senator. TikTok, can we finally boot them out? I mean, the evidence is yeah. overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And by the way, their Get parent, them. Them. their parent, ByteDance, is very involved, very involved yeah. in the espionage and military complex of the Chinese Communist Party. If it's made in China, anything about China, it's bad for you. Mm. Everything about China is bad for you. Don't buy anything from them. Don't put an app on your phone. We need, we have, they want to destroy our way of life. Mm. And this is toxic for our kids. It's toxic yeah. for our kids. Yeah, they send bad messages to the kids. What happens, Senator Scott? Is there any uh, legislation uh, in the House and Senate, something that, you know, can go through and force yeah, Biden to sign it? Yeah. Yeah, there's one there's one bill that I'm on with Marco Rubio that mm-hmm. would just completely ban it. There's another bill um, that would uh, give the president the uh, authority to ban it. I'm I think we ought to just ban it. I mean, I think we, we got to get rid of TikTok. But by the way, every every person in this country needs to just stop doing business with China. Just stop. Mm-hmm. They're bad. They they want to destroy us. So that's all. I understand the spy balloon was just an example, but they got drones. They had. When I came in four years ago in the Senate, 85% market share of drones that are government bought mm. so they could surveil us. 
I mean, this is they want us out of their way. They want to dominate the world. You know, we looked at this t- uh, bite dance, the parent TikTok, the uh, social media, so-called. Uh, look, I sat I was on CFIUS, the uh, committee yep. uh, to make yep. you know, the foreign investment committee. Um, we looked at it and we just and we just the clock ran out. Trump wanted to sell everything. Yeah. But selling ByteDance won't matter. Uh, it's selling TikTok. It's ending TikTok because this, right. the software involves, this is all very advanced virtualization software, very advanced, way over my pay grade. I just used to try to keep up. You cannot change that. They take pictures. They know where you are. Right. They know who you are. They know what military base you know, you're next to. That's what they're doing here. And then they're sending you, as you mentioned before, these subliminal toxic messages to young people who then go out and do crazy things. You, we, it's just TikTok has to be banned, it seems to me. Just banned. No, it has, sh- to, be no banned. It has to be banned. This week is a good week. That's what we ought to do next week, ban it. The House ought to pass it. We ought to pass it in the Senate, and the president sign it. Get them off our devices. Yeah, there you go. And my last one, speaking of the House, doing a good job, H.R. 1. This was the Kudlow idea for many, many months. We unveiled it on the show. Kevin McCarthy so wonderful. He and Steve Scalise. But, it, you know, um, turn back on. The spigots for oil and gas. HR one permitting bill. It's a very good bill, Senator Scott. And absolutely, we unveiled it on our show. Kevin McCarthy insisted, uh, but 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 we're going to do it again on Tuesday. We're having a big conference, America First Policy Institute, and um, uh, McCarthy's going to be there. Scalise's going to be there. You know, Kathy McMorris, Rogers, all the House members that yep. worked on this. Yep. We're going to have a big conference. I'll be down there. But this That's is great. good. I mean, you, you all in the Senate need to carry this thing. And I know Biden will veto it, but you need to carry it and, and just jam it, do it. jam it. Yep. Turn on the spigots. Absolutely. Turn on the spigots. We can go to 15 well, million barrels a day. We want to be independent. Don't you want to be yes. independent? Yes. Yes, I yes. want to be independent. Yes. Our country needs to be independent. We can help our allies, and we can get inflation down if we get more oil and gas produced. You know, uh, refined petroleum products cover every nook and cranny of the economy. Everything. Everything. They're involved in People have no idea. Hundreds of little products come from petroleum, which the Bidens want to ban. It's incredible. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean you're against solar. It doesn't mean you're against right. nuclear. It doesn't mean you're against anything. You're for lower oil and gas prices. Yeah, that's the name of it, by the way, lower energy costs. Senator Rich Scott of Florida, we appreciate your time, sir, very much. God bless. Folks, I'm Cutlow. We're going to take a break, and we will be back on the other side with John Carney and talking about the Fed and the economy. Larry Kudlow. Now, back to The Larry Kudlow Show. 